Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm having coffee with Kristen Hutchinson. Kristen is a host and comedic storyteller. She uses a little heart, humor, and sass to motivate and inspire people and also help them to lighten up and laugh a little bit more during their day. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you because you know, you're, you're a similar person. You're always trying to like lighten people's moods and, and inspire people, which I think we need so many of these voices right now. It's been a really difficult year for a lot of people. So I'm so glad to be here and chat with you today. That's awesome. I know we're both doing similar things, lightening the mood and I love it. So what's been new in your world lately? Uh, I finally launched my podcast. I was in the process of coming up with an idea to kind of have conversations. I've really been thinking a lot about the way we're so focused on what's different. And I really feel like we're more alike. And I really feel like there's just so much division. It's what originally made me want to get into comedy. So now I decided that I want to use a podcast format to kind of have cool conversations with everyday people. Sometimes it'll be fun. Sometimes it might get a little bit dicey, but I'm hoping that at least people can open their mind to listen and learn and maybe say, hey, I might not think X, Y, Z like this person, but I can still have a cup of coffee with them. I can still have a dinner with them or I can still be their friend. So we'll see how it goes. This is be uh, my third episode starts today. So it's a very new endeavor. Oh, that's super exciting. I know I started out similar to you. Uh, Kristen is doing Instagram lives two times a week now and now shifting into the podcast world a little bit. So that's how I started out. This show was on Instagram live and then it just slowly transitioned into all sorts of platforms to reach more people. So what you got to do, I mean, I think that's what's interesting about social media is that especially over this past year, we've all been kind of home. A lot of people have had to kind of like adapt to talking to a camera or a video screen, which is something I wasn't really good at. I'm more of a person, like I'm a bartender. So I like to be like face to face and like really let the conversation develop. And uh, adapting to this has kind of been interesting, but it gives us an opportunity to really meet a lot of people like I'm having a conversation with you and we've been following each other for months and really making some really cool friendships and, and connecting and I think more people are open to do it now so it's uh, exposing a lot more people to more voices more points of view and connecting with a lot of different types of people yeah and there's no borders it's not like you have to have somebody coming into your bar or restaurant to have that conversation I mean I earlier this morning, I was talking to somebody in London. So some of these conversations I would have never thought possible. No, it's fascinating. I mean, I met so many people from like, you know, all over the world. And I think the same, same for you. And I think that's so cool. Like we're very lucky to have this portion of the technology. I'm not always a fan of all of the technology, but I do love the fact that this allows us to communicate. And I think people that are starting businesses like a motivational business or someone that's selling a product or, or teaching a class, right? You've allowed yourself such, such more opportunity to reach so many more people where years ago, you know, before Corona, when people were used to talking to a camera, you would only been in dealing your neighborhood or your, or your community. But now like people are so used to this, that it's really opened up a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. So it's kind of interesting to see the pluses and the minuses from the past year. Ooh, let's dig into that. Like, how does it compare for you from being directly interacting with people from the bartending side and hearing people's stories, because I'm sure you've got numerous stories yeah. from that to now having conversations online. Could you feel like you can connect at the same level or is it close? You know, that's interesting because I think what's what's kind of different about being at the bar is, you know, there'll be a lot of people sitting there and if a topic comes up, you know, a couple of different people, you know, it, people communicate with each other. So it's almost like kind of being um, like, like a coach of a team. I don't know how to explain it, not a coach, but like you're kind of in the middle of it. You're kind of like the uh, the referee, right? So say like two people start a conversation and somebody beside them jumps in. So it's kind of a little bit more fun because you're really face to face and, and you can get really into the topics because there's multiple people. It's not just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I do have one-on-one -on -one conversations, but one of the things I love about being at a bar and why I want to kind of do the podcast is you never, I don't have the luxury of looking at social media before I pull up a person's profile. Like when I, when I, you sit down in front of me, I'm like, Hey, how are you? What's, what's up for today? What's your name? Oh, you're Bobby. How you doing, Bobby? And then what do you do? Where do you live? What's the story? And then you kind of find commonalities, but then you also find things that you, you don't agree upon, but then you also find that, you know, there are things that you can both draw upon. And I think that's what I kind of miss about the bar. Um, I mean, I am in a restaurant right now serving breakfast. So breakfast is a little bit different because you're just like dropping coffee and moving on. 
but there's something about having a whole group of people in front of you and like the news will, you, you'll see like a sports star do something stupid or you'll see something about a celebrity and you can open up a dialogue oh my god now what do you think about this so i kind of miss that conversation because you can kind of really work through it but um but i do think that there is something interesting about having a one-on-one -on -one conversation because you can find a person that you're talking to and maybe the people at home are watching or listening and they're getting something out of it so they both have they both have um when the bar talk is going on you can't hear it it's just us and i have to right. relay it to you after fact so that's what's interesting oh that's super fun to see like that connection and i know for myself it's something that i've missed from hanging out at coffee shops and it's the same sort of vibe where you know everybody is like oh more open i would say to talk about their lives and I've found two over the years, and I'm sure you can relate, is the idea of strangers are more willing to tell you things like deepest, darkest secrets that they would never tell somebody closest to them. Oh, 100%, like I'm the bartender. So someone tells me everything. Like sometimes I'm like, whoa, whoa, this isn't confession. But I'm like, it's fine if you wanna work. But I'm, I, that's what I kind of like about it because you don't know if someone comes in front of you, you don't know if they're having a good day or a bad day. So it's up to me to try to like, try to pull them out of their shell or help them through this situation. Because especially with, when you're serving coffee, that's easy. When you're serving alcohol, you have to kind of watch the emotional thing that the person's bringing there because alcohol does not mix well with certain emotions. So you're kind of like trying to make sure that you're, you're there for them because you're gonna be serving them something that's either gonna really elevate it and escalate it. So, so that's one of the things I try to like assess where someone's at. And that's why I do try to talk to people because I wanna know like, are you having a good day? Can I make your day better? Are you having a bad day? Can I make it better? So those, those are both the things I'm trying to do is give an environment. And that's one of the things I love about having conversations, whether it's the same thoughts or different thoughts. I just love conversation. I just love hearing people's opinions on things. I love just, I think it's so interesting because sometimes you don't know something or sometimes you thought you knew something so strongly and then someone shares something with you like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna delve into that a little bit more. So that's what I think is so fascinating about having conversations with people and hearing people's perspectives of their experience through a certain situation. And the stories are so wide. Like right. you never know what you're stepping into when you get behind that bar. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the things like the same for me when I work events, like you never know who you're going to meet. You don't know what situation they're going to be in, but you're trying to make their day better. Mm -hmm. And in a way you're like, part therapist, part bartender, part friend, part, let's see what's happening. What do you want to share today? What's on right. your minds? Yeah. And you make a really like, that's the thing. I, I think the reason I think bartending and building an online community are very similar, that it's the same thing. And that's why, and that's what I'm trying to do with like what I'm bringing to people. Like I'm trying to bring authenticity and realness and just real conversations and real thoughts and feelings and, and helping other people say, oh, it's okay to have these thoughts and feelings or it's okay not to think like everybody else on this topic or it's okay to say, hey, I feel this like this way. And I think when you're a bartender, it's up to you. The way you stay busy is being able to bring people in that want to hang out with you and see you on the regular. So it is building a community. So I didn't realize how much they were similar until like I was, it took, took it away from me in March. So from March to June, I was home and that's when I started my IG show and it was five nights a week. And I was like, all right, what am I going to do five nights a week? So I, I kind of made it like a bar. I had a different topic every night. You know, like if you go to a bar, it might be trivia night, Monday night, it might be this on June. So that's what I did with the show for five days. And then when I went back to work in June, I just kept it on Wednesdays. So I could just call it what's up Wednesdays. And I just have cool people on and Friday, I do a funny video that I kind of take a news story and I kind of poke fun at it. And I'm just trying to make a connection with people and, and help other people find people that, you know, that they can lighten up and laugh and connect with and, and help them get through their days. And for you, have you seen it sort of fill that void for you of that lack of connection that you were having for those couple of months? Oh, I mean, I definitely am thrilled that I had it during the, the quarantine when I was home, you know? And then I, I like that I have it now too, because there are still many this is the thing I was saying this to somebody the other night, my husband and I both go to work. So life is kind of, we feel life is kind of normal for us because he's in construction, his job sites are open. You know, they have their, their rules that they do. I'm at a restaurant right now because I did not want to stay home all through the winter because in Massachusetts, winter is long and boring and dark. And I just, I need people because that's what gives me ideas. And that's what makes me think about conversations I want to have. So I picked up a morning job and, and it's been great. So for us, we sometimes for, 
it's not that we forget, like we know what's going on out there, but we're kind of like around people. So maybe we just feel a little bit differently than other people that haven't really left their house or only go out once in a while or haven't really done things. So it's really, it's really fascinating talking to people and all the different realms of where people are. But I'm, I'm so grateful I had it for March through June because I would have been like really like it would have been a really hard three months with nothing. And now I like it because I can kind of share things that I'm going through or share perspectives that might help other people kind of work through what they're going through at home. Definitely. And that's such a great point to note. Like all of us are at a different place right now right. from the past year, uh, whether we're progressing at a more rapid rate. I know it was in Boston in October and it was still pretty closed. And now seeing that it's opened up, it's definitely helped you guys. I'm in Indiana. Most of the things are back open, not full capacity mm -hmm. yet, but yeah, it's that true lack of connection and finding new ways to find it is sort of this new norm and something that we all need. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're a people person. I'm a people person. So when you're a people person, it's been a really hard year. I mean, some people are introverts and some people like don't really like people. I love people. People are like my they're like my energy source, you know, like, cause you know, they can either ruin your day or they can improve your day. And, and that's one of the things I notice a lot. Like when I'm at the restaurant, sometimes I'm kind of not, not in a great mood and then I'll meet somebody so fun. And like yesterday I had like this guy and he was just very quick witted. I just love people that are quick witted that can just throw it at you and you have to kind of like follow the conversation. And he just made my day. He was hysterical. And we just have like so much fun joking with each other all day long. And, and, and that just kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Then you go home and you're in a little bit of a better mood. Then maybe you can spread it to somebody else and, and so on and so on. So. So if somebody is listening to this and they're like, you guys are so upbeat, you're so happy, right. you found this place, but I'm not around people all the time. What would you recommend to them to like sort of get that connection back into life? I would recommend that first of all, they really check their social media feeds. I think there are certain social media feeds that really just don't help your, your mindset right now, especially if you're kind of feeling isolated or you're kind of feeling depressed or overwhelmed by everything that you're seeing on the news every day. I, I kind of, I kind of say, you know, get off of it for a little while, take a break, uh, maybe go back and reflect on some things that you really like that you're passionate about, maybe find like a little hobby that can kind of help you kind of find something that makes you get, want to get up and, and get active again, and then try to find some interesting people that relate, that you relate to. There's so many great voices and people that are sharing amazing information find those people and put them in your feed and maybe a little bit listen to them or seeing them is going to help you because I really feel like people are really struggling right now. And it's one of the biggest things that I, I struggle with what we're going through. Like I know why we're trying to be safe and help people, but I really feel like the ramifications, I don't wonder, I, I really think we're damaging a lot of people. And I, I really struggle with that. And it's a hard conversation to have. And I worry about those people that are really struggling. I really worry about those people that are losing that, that have lost their jobs or struggling with financially or, emotionally like I was saying this to my mother today you know we still have to have a psychologist speak to an, a person through a, a screen a person that's depressed is already feeling isolated they kind of need that person and a lot of people aren't comfortable through a screen and I, I still can't understand why two people with a mask can't sit in a room six feet apart and let that person hash out their feelings and let them have feel like they have something that's there for them I really feel like so there's some things that I kind of worry about and I, when I see articles about like, you know, kids that are like, you know, starving. And I, I, I saw this article about a little girl in New Jersey, I think it was, and she couldn't focus in class because she was hungry because her mom was works in a restaurant. So those are the things that I'm like, oh, we can't even talk about that because then people think you're being mean. And, and I'm like, I don't think it's being mean. I think it's just caring. I think that we care right. about everybody. And I, and I just don't understand why the conversation has to only be, you only care if you're doing this and you're not caring if you do this. So that's what I worry about. So I really... I'm not always happy or positive. I have my days, Bobby, that I'm like, oh my God, like I just, I can't with these rules. Some days, like Sundays, like I just want to be back. But then I have to think about how can I, what can I do about it? I can't change where we're at. I can only try to help other people lift them out of it. So that's how I try to come about it. So I'm not always positive. And I'll tell you when I'm having one of those days, but I try to find a way to help people. And that is so key is like, we're, we're definitely overall positive people, but we all have our moments. We all have our breakdowns. It hits us at different times. 
So if somebody's watching this going like, I know Bobby, she's Energizer Bunny and I see her everywhere. Like true most of the time, but there are days where it gets to me where I just need like, give me my space, give me my time. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, the example that you said with the kids, like I've seen the effects on kids more this past year since I've been around family and it like I have a, my youngest sister is in high school and like just seeing her where she's like I haven't seen friends in months right like hanging out besides school or besides mm -hmm. you know maybe seeing somebody at the gym and I'm like it's mind-boggling to hear when they're just like I just want to sit down with my friends yeah and, and, and not I have to have a conversation on snapchat like I just want to be with them yeah, I think that's what I think we're people, I, you know, like we are humans, like we need human interaction. And, and that's not a bad thing. And it's just like, so that's what I kind of think about. I think about the, I'm thinking about the ripple effects. And I, I don't know, here in Massachusetts, too, there's a really big drug problem. And, you know, when I hear the stories, and I hear the people that have slipped, and I hear other people that are sharing stories about family members that are really struggling right now. Those are to me is like, see, I look at I look all the picture, I don't always just look at one, like, I'm very conscious of looking at the, the good, the bad and the ugly. So I always say I'm a very positive person, but I'm realistic positive. So I understand the ugly. I just can't over-focus on it because I just know that it will, it'll weigh me down and it can get really bad for me. So I have to go, okay, what can I do about it? All right, well, I can't fix this problem. I know it's an issue. So I'm going to try to make a video about it, or I'm going to try to have somebody on that can talk about that topic and maybe can at least help and at least put the ripples out because, so that's how I kind of try to approach it. So. Yeah, and you never know when one person watches a piece of content and shares it with somebody else who absolutely needs it, like how far that ripple effect really goes down the line. Yeah, and it's funny, like I did one about loss the other day and you know, I had to put a cat down, my husband's best friend lost his wife, then I found out a friend from high school passed away. And it was just like, when you think about loss, like, and everybody was like worried about me. I'm like, no, no, like I can, I'm processing it. I'm, but I'm just thinking about it. And when I think about that, I think about the other people. Like it's the empathetic person in me. Like, I think like, wow, what it must be like for that person to lose their significant other. What it must be like for those kids that don't have their mom anymore. You know what I mean? And, and I'm okay. Cause I'm processing it, but I'm, I'm thinking about the ripple effects for that family or those people, you know? And so the reason I want to talk about it is I wanted people to know that like, loss is part of it you have to go through all the feelings and i just want people to know that your feelings are your feelings you're going to have good days you're going to have bad days you're going to have sad feelings but you're not the only one and that's why i think it's so important when you're positive that you're honest about your days that aren't good because then the other people at home go oh even kristen has a bad day even bobby has a bad day okay that's all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna feel those feelings i'm gonna think about what i want how i can get out of it and i'm just gonna kind of put one foot in front of the other you know yeah, and you hit the nail on the head with grief and loss and things like that because, you know, the month of February for my family is sort of been like my dad passed away 21 years ago in February. Yep. You know, my grandfather passed away three years ago in February. And then I came to this realization the other day. I was like, I used to be like, I hate February. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, like, I just want to, you know, it is what it is. And then I came to the realization that, you know, even that is in the past, today is a new day. Like, it doesn't have to be like sort of this curtain that's like, it, February is going to be bad. There are still great things to be had. That's a great point, because I think that's one of the things that I think why I process loss and grief in a certain way, because I always feel like, you know, if we don't, if we don't feel it and process it, right? And then it's like what you said, like that month comes and it just comes back. Right. And I think that's what so many people deal with in life. Like they have a, a thing from a trauma or, or a sadness or something. They haven't really fully processed it and closed it and accept that that's how it was. So then you kind of have to rehash it all the time. So then you're kind of always stuck. So I'm kind of like, you have to find a way to get to the root of it. You have to acknowledge it. You have to feel all those feelings. You have to let the process go through the mad, the sad, the anger, the whatever it is. And then you just say, okay, it is what it is what it was you know like and that's why I had like the other day like when I had to put my cat down it came rapidly and I, I never had to put a pet down I'm like that was such a traumatic experience I was like right. oh my god but then I said you know what she was in pain like I have to be happy that she's not in pain anymore I'll be sad that she's not here anymore but I kind of let myself just sob and like <laughs> really let all our emotions out and I was like okay now I'm good because I know she's in a better place and then I kind of move 
I move through the process of it. So that's such a great point, Bobby. I love that you said that because then every February you give up on that month, right? So now like, you know. Yeah, it's sort of, it's not really like give up, but it's like the weight of the emotions are still there. And that happens when people lose people because those anniversaries come up, right? It's, it's, of course, you're going to be like, oh my God, it makes you think of that person. And that's one of the things I love to do with loss is I try to look at like when those anniversaries come up, I like to do a celebration, like a type of thing, like, okay, what can we say? Like, let's put on their favorite song or let's talk about our favorite memories because then it brings like, it it replaces like the, the sad of the loss to like the memories and the happy, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like my little mindset shifts, I think really can help people process different um, difficult things. Definitely. And it doesn't even go like loss is one example, but it's whatever you're going through right now is like, try to flip your mindset just a little bit and bring that joy into somebody's life. You know, loss is one thing, but I've just noticed it too, like going to the gym and I haven't been to this gym in years and I used to go regularly. So now at different times, I'll start to see like all of the old regulars come up to me and it's so funny. They're like, hold on, are you that girl who used to be the crazy runner here and work out like crazy and go to spinning class? I'm like, yeah, that's me. I remember you. I'm Bobby. Like, nice to see you. How was your day? Um, But, you know, they start to tell you stories again and connect because they don't have anybody at home to connect with. And so the other day I was talking to one of my friends in his sixties and it was just cracking me up because like he, we were just listening into these two college kids and they were going on about how old they felt. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you kids? Like my friend who's sixties over here right. doing abs and just finished running. Like I just finished weights and I've got kettlebells in my hand. And I'm like, who are you guys? Like you guys are 19, 20 going on. Like 18 was the best year of your life. And my friend who's 60 is like, you guys have no clue what's coming. <laughs> like you have no clue what's coming. I'm like, just drink some water guys. Yeah. You're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, but then he like later went on to tell me about his daughter and like uh, new moves and things like that. And it had been a couple of days since I had seen him. Um, and I ran into him back at the gym and I was like, Hey, like, so great to see you. How did that move go? And that moment right there, he was like, you actually remembered. And that's one of those things, like the connection, I'm sure you have it from at the restaurant and the Mm -hmm. bars, but that's what people are lacking right now is somebody listening and caring about them. You just nailed it, Bobby. That's so true. That is one of the things that I always say to people, like it's people are blown away. Like when you remember that, or like you remember them, you know what I mean? Because, you know, so many people just have conversations and they're not really listening to those. Oh yeah, great, great. You know, or, or they're really worried about like more, like what they can get out of the conversation or like, and when you can remember a fact like that, that makes that person feel like, wow, I matter to that person. They actually listen to what I say. And I, I get that a lot when I'm in the, in the restaurants, you know, whether I'm bartending or serving right now, I'll remember conversations or, or, or you took a trip and people like, oh, you remember that I have two kids or whatever. And that makes that person be like, wow, that person really listened to me. And that's validation. I mean, people want to be cared for. And like, so I think that's a great gift. And I think if more people took advantage of that, they they would realize like how much you can really connect with people. Like they just take it, they're just missing the point sometimes. Like, especially like on the social media, everyone always wants to like have a lot of likes and a lot of follows and, and all these stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but are you even like, cultivating who you're talking to or, 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 or really connecting those people, because I have so many great DMS of people constantly, you know, or people say, Oh, Chris, that one really hit me today. And like, when I did the one about loss, people really shared really interesting stories in the comments. And I was like, it's nice to see that people, you know, are relating to certain information. So yeah, connect to people, like listen to them, like be there for them and they'll be there for you. So you can make really cool connections. It doesn't have to be your best friend. You know, sometimes somebody that you see, at a job or like at the gym can actually become a really good, a really good friend. For sure. And it's like you said, like having somebody to listen, like whether you're doing it on social media, whether you're connecting in real life, mm-hmm. like that's what we all need right now. Oh, is for that sure. connection. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that that's the thing that I just, I like people to just, I don't know. I like, I like difference and I like people and I just like to hear everybody's story and stuff like that. And I think when you have people around you, like, isn't it always interesting to hear like what their story is or where they're from or, you know, what I, I just love hearing that. And I feel like everyday people are so fascinated. And that's why a lot of the times I like to have conversations with just everyday people. Maybe you don't know who they are, but it doesn't mean that they're not interesting or have something interesting to say. So, um, yeah. And then you, and you learn something you're like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that person came through that. I came through that. You know, you'll, you'll say something silly like, oh, I got divorced. A lot of people got divorced. Oh, I had a fire. Oh my God. I had a fire. So there's just so many things that you can kind of connect up with people and then share from that experience. Yeah. And you can soak it up like a sponge. That's what I love to do. I'm like, oh, I know exactly the person who you need to connect with, or I've got somebody that you need to talk to. And you're right, like hearing the stories Mm -hmm. is so not only captivating, but it like purposeful, I guess is the right word. And I think it also makes you kind of understand situations like maybe you're not in, like maybe you haven't had a deal with certain things that somebody else did. And you can be like, wow, that person's a really strong person. I thought I was strong because I came through X, Y, Z. But then you show me somebody else shared their experience. You're like, wow. And that person might not even realize how strong they are. So to validate for them, like, wow, you're, you're amazing. I can't believe you came through these things. I, I just think it makes people feel better. Cause like a lot of times, especially trauma, a lot of people beat themselves up because they don't have like a great background or maybe they did bad choices or had some tough things that happened to them. But when you let them know, like, I appreciate what you came through and that you're pretty amazing that you're, you're here right now. I think that really helps some people heal sometimes because they need to let, they need to forgive themselves, you know? And I think a lot of people don't know how to forgive themselves. So that's what I love hearing people that I love hearing the good, the bad and the ugly, because, you know, you might've had a a really fun childhood that was really easy and somebody else might've had a really difficult, you know, but they're still a good person. Like the fact that they're a good person and they had, you know, like I, I, that's what I think is so amazing about the, uh, the human spirit and, and people in general. You hit the nail on the head with this. Self-forgiveness is key. If you don't forgive yourself for moments in the past, Mm -hmm. it will come up. It will resurface in ways that you can't even imagine. Like you won't understand why it's happening. You'll maybe it comes out as like anger or things, or you just feel like it's not going your way. But until you learn how to forgive yourself for the past, Mm -hmm. let that go it will always come back. Yeah, I think it's, it's, and it's also how some people get stuck in really bad, you know, um, patterns too, because they, they'll try to fix it up. And then they'll sometimes say, well, what, what's the point? Um, I'm not worthy or, oh, what's the point? Like, I've already done this. I might as well. And then it's easy to fall back into it. And so that's why I kind of like, I want people to know like, okay, great. You, you had some bad experiences in the past, but doesn't mean you're a bad person. You did the best you could with the situation you're in. So I always like to kind of like deflate it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why a lot of times I'm at the bar, I'm just, I own the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes I'll just share things so openly. And I think it makes other people feel like, oh, it feels like the pressure's off. And they share and they kind of like work through a little bit stuff that they sometimes didn't like, they didn't look at it the same way because nobody approached it that way. So um, yeah, self-forgiveness, I think is so important, you know, because you, we sometimes do the best of what, what we know. And there's a lot of um, triggers or, or traits that you pick up from how you came up. So you might not have the right tools, but it doesn't mean that you can't find the right tools down the line. So I think that's why it's important to let those people know that it's okay. Cause then maybe they'll stay on their journey of self-awareness, self-forgiveness, and actually really live the best life that they can possibly live. Ooh, I love that. And the key point you've also brought up here is the element of lightheartedness and this relates to your comedic joy and element that you bring to everything, Kristen, what sort of got you into the comedy aspects and bringing the humor to life or has it always been with you? It's kind of always been with me. My mom and my dad got divorced when I was in first grade. My mom was a single mom and, you know, she was just such an amazing role model for us as girls. We were all, it was three daughters and her. So she always just kind of like just dealt with the, the hard knocks and just kind of always, you know, held her head high and, and, and gave us really great foundation. And she always encouraged me to be me. I was a very um, entertaining, <laughs> full of life uh, uh, child that lived outside the box all the time. And she really encouraged that. 
So I always thought that I was going to be a famous actress. I was always entertaining, doing impressions, dancing, whatever it was. And um, I, I, I thought that's what I was going to do for a living. That's why I didn't want to go to a four-year college. I just went to community college. I was convinced that I was going to be an actress and why would I want college loans? And um, then I moved to New York and I didn't really like the way the industry worked. I, I, I just kind of, I, I kind of sit back and observe things and I kind of pick things up. So I was like, oh, you know, there's that old saying like, um, you know, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. And um, I decided to kind of take a break and I went back to Boston. I met my husband. And I decided to choose love. And then after being a mom for years and, and just going through a lot of things, a couple of years ago, everybody was so like wound tight and, and fighting and combative and everything was a, a group, like women and men were fighting and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I, I watched, I watched a, a Carol Burnett special with my son. It's like, I miss entertaining. I miss using humor. Like I always tell funny jokes at the bar or funny stories to make people like lighten up. I'm like, I'm going to do comedy. My husband looked at me like, what are you talking about? Like, you'd have to write your own stuff. And so I just decided to just go up on an open mic and just kind of try my own way of bringing things that I find um, like kind of old school, new school, kind of going back and forth. Like when I grew up, it was like this. Now it's like this. Women used to be like this. Now they're like this. And it was just kind of a way for me to kind of like let things out and see if I could make people lighten up and laugh and think about things and kind of get people back to the middle again. So that's how comedy got back into my life again later on. Well, that's so good because there has been so much that has changed over the years from then into now. I mean, from tech to life in general, from mm -hmm. the way our parents grew up to what we're doing right now. And I mean, my mom's still a mix of like old and new school. But right. the other day she was going on to me and she was like, oh yeah, like women just need to support the men and all this stuff. And my boyfriend's sitting here like, your daughter's an entrepreneur. And mom's like, I get it. I get it. I was too, but you still have to support one another. And I'm like, yes, mom. Yeah. Love her to death and everything. But sometimes you see like how it all evolves and everything. And then like you said, we can laugh about it and it brings us all closer together. Yeah, I try to like just joke about it. And I, I mean, because sometimes like we really like are pushing like, this is how it has to be. And it's like, but yeah, but like there can be like a little bit of mixture. It's, you know, like I like old and new mixed together. Like I have nothing, nothing wrong with being a strong woman, but you can also be nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like just because you made your husband a sandwich doesn't mean you're his bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a lot of people don't realize that. So that's what right. I kind of say like in my humor. Like I kind of like joke about because my husband and I are a team. And I think that he's the king and I'm the queen. So there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with the yep. king as long as I'm a queen. And so that's what I'm trying to kind of, it's another aspect of a lot of the stuff that I'm trying to kind of give out is kind of help people really realize how they can kind of do a little bit of both. Like we feel like everything has to be this way or that way. So, and I, and I think if you do it with humor, I think it kind of makes people chuckle a little bit. Then it kind of sits in their head and they kind of go back and they'll be driving home like, oh yeah. I can make a sandwich tomorrow. That's not a problem. You know, so it's just kind of like my way of kind of like trying to bring up topics that a lot of times people, um, you know, don't really know how to, I think humor is the best way to kind of bring up difficult topics. And I think it's the best way to heal. And uh, Joan Rivers was one of my favorites because she just did not give a crap. She would say anything and everything, but she said something like humor. She's like, I make fun of everything because it's the only way you know, to survive because life is tough. And, and I think that's such a great point. And I really feel like, you know, sometimes I even like the comedian that really kind of offends me a little bit. I kind of like that humor that kind of like, Ooh, because you go back and you digest it and you're like, you know, that's kind of true. You know, like we bluntness really kind of sometimes wakes you up a little bit. So I'm one of those weird people that likes, even if I don't get along with you or like what you say, I kind of still like to listen to you because I like to expand my, my, my thought process a little bit. And that's what we all need, you know, is to lighten up a little bit, especially when the moods and tensions are tight these days, you know, from especially here in the US, like mm -hmm. politic wise, everything is so divided. So Turn divided. on one TV station, they say one thing, it's the complete opposite on the other. And there are so many different camps of thought, mm -hmm. but you're right. We need this perspective to, if we take a moment and just listen to somebody who is mm -hmm. different, you never know how your eyes will be opened in a new way. 
Yeah, I think it's like digest. Like I came up with this new idea the other day. I was kind of saying like, all right, it's so easy to just get, and it, it overwhelms you. Then you just, then you're just like heavy. Like I, I watch it. I watch so many people, you know, fighting back and forth. And I'm like, what are you accomplishing? Like, you know what I mean? Like this person believes this. Just because you're going to say this doesn't mean that they're going to, they're not going to come over to your thought. Like, and I, and I think back to the, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm almost 50 and TV was so different when I was coming up, you know, like you would have early Oprah Winfrey and Phil Donahue and a lot of those shows would have a really difficult topic. And then the audience would get up and they would ask questions and it would kind of become like a dis discussion. And then you would kind of digest it. And that's just how I grew up. I grew up watching those shows, you know, and I saw an old clip from like an old Morton Donnie Jr. show. I'm like, and that was a little bit, that would get a little bit more, you know, feisty, but you debated, you discussed, you, you shared thoughts and feelings, you, you gave a vessel and then people went home and thought about it. Or maybe they said, oh, I'm going to look more into that topic. And I think we've kind of really gone away from that. And I don't really think it's helping us get back to the middle because I want to sit down at a dinner table and I want to be able to talk to everybody. And I, I, I really don't care about, as long as you're a good person, I don't really care about certain things because I'm going to have to, then I'm not going to talk to all these people because of this. I just, I just cut 30 people out of my, my opportunity to talk to, you know? So I just don't want to live like that anymore. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to look at life as a Venn diagram. And I'm going to say, where do we all have here? All right. Maybe you have this, maybe you have this, maybe you have this and you have this, but right here, we have all this in common and I'm, I'm going to build off that. That is such a great way to look at it of, you know, like, let's find our commonalities. Let's find a way that we can all sit around the table and talk to each other because you're right. Like there's, we all want to sit at the table, right? Like at the end of the day, we all want to sit at the table and have dinner together and not pick these like pesky little fights on, you know, well, I'm going to sit here, but you can't talk about this and don't yeah. talk about that. And the tensions are wound right back up again into a super tight fall. Yeah. And so we, we started a thing with my family. Like we pull out like a question, a question game. And that's what we do because that keeps the conversation going. It keeps you like laughing and, and talking about different things. So, you know, because it's so easy to fall into the trap, like they have it so well set up that everyone just gets into it. And I'm like, and then like, you're already, you know, you just miss an opportunity to have a really cool conversation. So, so I, I don't know what some of the conversations will, will be on my new show. I'm sure they'll have get. I just want to bring guests on that I find interesting and maybe people won't agree with this guest or maybe they will, maybe they won't agree with the way the conversation went, but maybe hopefully after listening to a lot of different people's point of views, they'll, they'll learn something or, or, or be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that other people thought this way. You know, I think it's really easy to say, this is the box and this is where everybody is, but I, I've always liked outside the box. Yeah, that's just, that's just me. I've been the same way. Like, <laughs> where's the box? Uh, Bobby's way out here. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't try to constrain it and put her into this space. Right. Because you're right. Like, there's so much opportunity out there. Mm -hmm. People, we each have a story. Yeah. We all have stories to tell. We all have different walks of life. And when you can learn from that, learn and not even like their whole story right but if somebody can take away one thing from it to change a perspective like mission accomplished yeah totally agree and and that's the thing for me I've always been a curious person I've always been like why I always ask why like I, I used to drive my teachers crazy I'm like but why and they're like oh god this is Kristen again I have to understand and then I am someone that will literally like be like oh I gotta learn this and I will like literally just like research something because that's just me I have to understand and and I can hold a lot of information in my head so I have a lot of different things that I, I, I like to learn about and it's just something that is a curiosity in me and I've always been when I was younger and being on the bus I'd you know going from place to place in my city I'd be like oh it's like you know, I would just talk to strangers I I you know so I don't know um and I think that's what it's going to get back to a little bit I think like come on have some conversations have some you know like whatever like open your brain a little bit like talk to people like don't be so like mm. You know, uh, you're, you're just cutting off your, an opportunity to really learn and, and meet cool people, you know, if you're already going to make a pre, preconceived de decision. That's funny. I had a young kid that used to come in my bar before we closed down and we had, you know, vastly different opinions on things, but he would love to come in and just like chat with me like every mm -hmm. week and bring like three other kids from his college class in. And we would have like these really passionate debates and it would be so fun because we would exchange thoughts and ideas and like he, he has, he has such a good sport. And uh, it was just, I just think it's so fun when you can kind of like, in a good hearted way, 
really talk about different topics and because I think it helps people be like oh wow and sometimes I'm like I like what Kristen said he's like no 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 you like what I say and it would be really funny like it needs to be really fun so I think that's what's interesting about life for sure like hearing that brought me back to one of my moments you know I was studying international relations in Barcelona mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to be at this school and like only one of 12 people from the US in there. And everybody else was like, Europe, all of Asia, you know, South America, Central America. And it was so eye opening, because you could literally sit down, have discussions with people, and instantly learn what life is like in mm -hmm. somebody else's country. Yep. And they would just be like, that really happens in the States, mm -hmm. whatever we were talking about, whether it was mm -hmm. healthcare or, you know, democratic law or economic mm -hmm. and so forth, but you could literally like just sit there and absorb and you'd be like, that really exists. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I've got a story about that. Or this is what life is like currently in Colombia yeah. or in Argentina. And having that perspective, it, brought me back to like what you were saying with the debates and you can be from totally opposite sides, but just having the space to listen and learn mm -hmm. is key. I agree. And it's funny, I think also because I worked in restaurants at such a young age, I was exposed to so many, like, I mean, my neighborhood that I grew up in was very diverse, first of all. Uh, Boston's a melting pot. We have people from everywhere here. And then we have people that come here to visit or come here for school. So, I mean, I was very blessed that I, I, was, I grew up around diversity which I always have to remind myself not everybody has because sometimes I'm like, what the hell everybody? And like, I have to be like, Kristen, not everybody grew up where you grew up. But then also when I worked in a restaurant um, in my twenties, you know, being in restaurants for over 20 years, you meet people from all over. There's so many different cultures that you're dealing with, like people that work in like in the kitchen or people that work, you know, beside you as a waitress, like people from all the diverse backgrounds. And that's part of life. I think at a restaurant, you don't have to get along with everybody, but you got to work together. You're a team. So I think that's part of where my, my mindset comes from is just like, yeah, okay. You think like this and I think like that, but we're still going to, we're still going to be a team tonight. We're working together side by side. We can't worry about that. I'm not going to hold it against you. And, and so I think that's why if we could get people like that a little bit more in life in general, we'd be a lot better off. You know what I mean? We'd probably be happier. You know, we wouldn't be so stressed out. Stress is not good for your, your health. So I, if I can help you kind of cut your stress, I don't like look at things differently than great. Let's, let's see what we can build from, from here. Let's try to be better. Yeah. We all have to work together. We're all trying to live life together. Mm -hmm. It's not a place where we need tensions high. And like you said, stress and anxiety high and, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the meal is still got to be served on the table and customers have to be happy, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So I think that's part of the thing. I think everybody should probably work in a restaurant at one point in time in their life because I think it's a really great, I think it's a really great training skill for a lot of people. It's, it's good for your mental toughness. It's good for you to learn how to adapt to um, uh, difficult situations, uh, learn how to solve problems. You know, just I just think that there's a lot of skill sets that I was really blessed to have from a very young age. And it really helped me in so many other aspects of life. It's helped me learn with my communication skills. It's helped me learn how to, you know, like resolve a conflict. You know, like if, if you're dealing with somebody, you have to kind of like, hey, can we talk? Like, didn't like what you did. You know, you have to kind of like learn to have that conversation where a lot of people don't know how to approach the situation. They're just kind of like, oh, this person's mean. And they just they'll be stressed out every day. I'm like, no, no, solve it. Go talk, go to the person and have a conversation right. and try to solve it. So. Yes. Restaurant working in a restaurant definitely is at the top of the list. Also for me, if you want to throw some more spice to the mix, when events come back, that's like a whole nother level of circus master training. Is that your background events? Yeah. So okay. I was doing like event tours and event marketing and sports entertainment. So yeah, that's like, I used to call it, uh, people would ask what I would do at these events. I'm like, have you ever met a circus master? <laughs> like, you know, that guy who's like dancing on a ball and you've got plates spinning in the air and the lion's going over here and flames are over here. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, because there's so much that can go wrong with an event. And then you're dealing with so many different people's, you know, uh, you're dealing with timelines and you're dealing with personalities and you yeah uh, you've got the front of house consumers asking you yeah. one thing clients asking you something else and you've got you know staff fires to put out and yep. you're like oh everything's perfect here we go uh, do you know you must miss that because that's going to probably be a while before events i mean everyone's doing virtual events right now right so it's like that's going to be hard for you too 
Um, yeah, but it sort of gave me time to like focus on this new endeavor with speaking and more motivational content, inspirational mm -hmm. content. And like, this is the way that I've learned how to connect with people now is through the podcast. Right. That's awesome. And I think that's what's, I think that's what's been the interesting thing about, you know, what people did with the past year. Um, and that goes back to like, are you going to sit there and like feel bad? Or are you going to sit there and try to make something happen? So I kind of have a love hate with 2020. Because uh, it it did it did disrupt some things for me, but it did open up a lot of opportunities for me, and it did push me out of my comfort zone to really say, okay, Kristen, like, what are you gonna do? And and you know, so I I totally can un understand you on that. That's I completely connect with you on that, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, I relate. Like, I was that person. I was sitting there going, okay, like, spent time meditating, praying, like, where am I being led to? Where is mm -hmm. my purpose needed? And then acted upon it like this came up. So here we are today. That's and awesome. It's been I love a that. great blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's great. And I think that's what I I, I love. Another thing I like to do with my Wednesday shows, I like to do stories like that. Like, okay, how do what are you gonna do? How are you gonna adapt? What are you gonna do? And it kind of maybe puts a fire into other people, like, oh, that person did it. Oh, that person did it. I can do it too. And that's what I love. Like that's that's the other ripple that I've loved about 2020, getting people that message me and say, yo, Chris, and I went live and I'm like, good for you. Or I'm going to try and you're like, good for you. And like, cause I think everybody should go for whatever they want to do. And, you know, I, I think everybody can be successful. Like I like to cheer everybody on because it takes guts to go after a passion. It takes guts to go after a dream. So if I can be one that makes somebody else stick with it, because it is very difficult, you're going to get a lot of resistance from people in your family or friends that'll be like, oh, that's, what are you doing? Like, is, oh, like, what do you who, make any money? Who are you again? <laughs> like, what makes you like, do people like want to listen to you? And, you know, so this is something you doubt yourself. Like, should I even have a podcast? Should I, is anybody going to listen to what I have to say? But, you know, if you feel like you have something to share with people, then you owe it to share it with people because you don't know how many people out there are going to connect you. Like I was speaking to somebody the other day in DM and he was an actor and I was like, you listen, you have you know, this, this, this. And like, I was like, you should be putting more out because I think so many people connect you about these three things. And uh, I think people have to get comfortable with it. So I think yeah. the more people that do it and cheer them on, then maybe they will press, press, you know, record and go for it. For sure. And it takes like taking those small steps and you just step out and you go for it mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, did this work? Okay. Well, I'm going to do the same thing again tomorrow and then just keep building upon it. Yeah, and you get better at it. Like it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be bad. Like I made so many mistakes. I'm always like, "Yep, yeah, Kristen made another mistake." At least you and, and people see it because you know one of the first times I went live, I didn't know how to go live on Instagram, and I was trying to bring a guest in, and I didn't know how to bring a guest in and take them out, and I disconnected the whole show, and I would flip my camera back and forth, and people were like, "What yeah. is this girl doing?" But you know what? They stuck with me, and they worked through the the kinks with me. So you know, the people that are gonna like you are gonna like you, and they'll stick with you you know, and, and they'll probably appreciate the fact that you own the mistakes, you know, they're like, Oh, good. It doesn't have to be perfect. Cause messy's okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I started on Instagram live and it was definitely messy. Like there are days where stuff works. There are days where stuff doesn't work and you just press record and start over and go again. Yeah. Or like the, the audio sometimes doesn't come through or people are choppy, like, uh, you know, uh, and now like I'm learning another, another um, social media platform for my podcast. And like, like the first episode I did, I thought I was recording and record the whole entire episode. I call it the lost episode. It doesn't exist anymore because I didn't press live twice, but that's a learning curve. You know what I mean? And so yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta shake it off and do, okay, I'm going to get better and, and see how it goes. And it definitely goes better. Kristen, as we begin to wrap up here, yeah. what's been one of the greatest blessings for you over this past year? Um, I just think um, the simple things. I've always been a, a fan of simplicity. And I would, that's what I was really excited at first. I thought, oh, this is going to get everybody back onto simplicity. And I thought everyone was going to be like so happy to just like, you know, go back in time a little bit and take it easy and family dinners and all that. And it seems like everything kind of got crazy again. So people forgot that. But I just really feel like for me, it's the fact that um, I might not have everything I need, but I have more than most. So I, I think that's what you have to go from. Like, you know, you're not always going to have all the shiny stuff and the great stuff, but that's okay. It's you got to focus on what you do have. And I wish more people would celebrate their haves instead of their have nots, because I think it would make a, I think it's a simple mindset that really makes a difference in people's lives. 
So family, I'm very family and, and health. I'm good. You know what I mean? I don't have to have the biggest and the best. Yes. I love that. And it's such a great perspective to have when you realize what you do have and being grateful for that creates so much more abundance in life. Yeah. And it, it takes pressure off life because if you're always looking for the big thing and all this, you always feel like you don't have enough, right? So you're always in this quest when you can kind of like flip it, you look around and you're like, oh, I have this, that, you know, I, it's so easy for people to compare and be like, oh, like this person has this. I go, yeah, but you don't walk in their shoes. You don't know if they're really happy. You don't know what their relationship is like just because they have a big house. So um, that's one of the things that I want people to understand. Like, you know, this has been a really tough year for a lot of people. So if you got out of bed every day, congratulations, like pat yourself in the damn back. Bravo. <laughs> it's, it's a something to celebrate. Right. Yeah. It hasn't been easy for everybody. It's, it's, kind of, it's been like a groundhog day. I was saying this at work yesterday. I was like, I, I got a shirt to wear for my, uh, my St. Patty's Day show. Uh -huh. My St. Patty's Day show. I'm like, you know, we shut down last St. Patty's Day. We probably still won't be doing anything for St. Patty's Day this year. I'm like, ah, oh, keep going 2021. But it, <laughs> it is, I have to laugh about it because what else am I going to do? I'm just going to get, I don't want to be pissed off all the time. So I'm going to have to try to find a way to make it into funny, you know, yes. how I'm going to get through it. So whatever. Yes. And bring the humor to share with all of us, please. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, Kristen, where can people connect with you and listen to your shows? Um, so they can find me on Instagram at Kristen being Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N being K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Same as my YouTube channel. There's also a Facebook page for that. Um, my Wednesday show is um, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. My new podcast is Chicken in a Bag podcast. So you can find that on all the platforms. You can watch it on Facebook or YouTube and you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms. And um yeah, I'm just trying, if you want to have something that helps you lighten up and laugh or talk some real talk, come check me out. And um, thank you so much for having me on today, Bobby. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Yes. And I'll make sure to include all of those links wherever you are listening or watching to this episode at, you can find it in the caption and the show notes. Kristen, it's been such a pleasure having coffee with you today and lightening the mood with a little bit of humor. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> and for all of you who are listening today and watching, I just want to encourage you to add a little bit of humor into your day today. Laugh a little bit more, smile a little bit more. Don't take life as serious as what you've been taking it. Like see the joy, see the laughter. And if you're like me, laughter is contagious and the whole room will start laughing. So this has been another episode of Coffee with Bobby and Kristen Hutchinson. Thank you so much.